Begin the Gemara today on Dab Chofei Medalef, the second line from the top of the Yamad. This Gemara is continuing what it spoke about before. The Mishnah said the halach of Nidre Havoi. When a person makes a neder and he says something which is nonsense, the Tnai of his neder, he says, if I did not see the number of people that are Kiyotz in Mitzrayim, then the neder should take effect. What did he really mean? If I did not see many, many people together, he's just exaggerating and saying Kiyotz in Mitzrayim. But really, he saw a big number of people. So therefore the nether does not take effect. But then the Gemara asked on this, how do we know to interpret his nether that he meant human beings? And therefore we have to say that what he said is nonsense and it was exaggeration. Maybe all he meant to say is that he saw tons of ants crawling around. And that, that's actually possible, that he saw millions of ants that are like the number of Yates and Mitzrayim. And therefore his nether does not take effect because he actually saw this. So the Gemara answered, no, when a person makes a neder, it doesn't matter what he's thinking in his heart. We have to also look at the language of the neder. The way we interpret a neder is the actual Lashon that he said. When a person speaks about Yaitz and Mitzrayim, he's not, that Lashon does not refer to ants. It refers to human beings. And therefore the Hezber, why it's not a neder, is because it's Nidri Havoy, because it's an exaggeration. So now on this, on this concept, on the top of Chafei Meralev, on this concept, next page, the Gemara will ask a few questions. The person thinking something himself, different than what other people are thinking. Is it not common? Does it, is it does not happen? Can we not say that the shvu of a person means that and not what everyone else is thinking regarding what this language means? But we learned in Nebrai says as follows. When a person has to swear, and this is in a Bezdin, when a person has an argument with his friend regarding a money matter and he has to swear that his claim is right. So he's, the best has to say to him as follows, Have the idea you should know. We're not having you swear on whatever conditions you may be thinking to yourself in your heart. We want to, want to make sure that this person is going to swear about the actual subject of the claim and that he's not thinking that his shvu is something else than what he's actually saying. So not what you're thinking. Rather your shvu should be based on our, our opinion, or the way we understand Yeshua, or there's another Gers here, which is Al-Das HaMokim, Al-Das Bezdin, and the Das of the Bezdin. So what is it, why, why do we have to give him this introduction? Before he, sir, he makes the Shavua, why do we have to tell him, not what you're thinking, but what the Bezdin is thinking? Lafukimai. What is this coming to exclude? Love, don't you think? Love, fuke. This comes to exclude what the person might be thinking to himself. A person comes and says that you owe me a thousand dollars. And his friend says, yeah, I paid you I paid you a thousand dollars. What did he pay him? And then he swears, he's ready to make a shvur that he paid him a thousand dollars. So the asik luhul is kundri. This person might be thinking to himself, I gave you a thousand tokens. And that when I say, I gave you, a th- I'm swearing, I gave you a thousand dollars, I meant a thousand tokens. Or, or I, I, I gave you a thousand dollars monopoly money or something else. <laughs> that, that's what he's thinking to himself. He's not thinking serious. So therefore we say to him that... He really uh, paid the money. Va'asik lahoin, va'asik lahoin. What's going to say over here? Just a second. Va'asik, yeah. Va'asik lahoin shmozuzi, and he's just referring to these iskundri, this this monopoly money, whatever tokens, and he's calling it money, and that's why he's making the shvur. So now, since the Bezna has to tell him this, that you're swearing, thinking of what we understand from your words, that we're discussing here money, we're not discussing monopoly money. From this we can understand, that it is common for a person, that he makes a shvua. what did he really mean? He meant what he's thinking. 
And his words do not mean what they sound like necessarily. It could also mean something else, that the way he's thinking of these words. Says the Gemara, that's not what the, that Mishnah is saying. That's not the reason why we give him this introduction before he makes the Shvuah that you're swearing on the Das of the Bezin. But rather, La Fuke Mekanya Derava. This is coming to exclude the story that happened with Rava when Rava was a judge in a, in a Dintaira, the story of the cane by, the, by Rava. What's the story that happened with a cane? Ahu Gavra, there was an individual. He was trying to collect a Zuzi from his, from money from his friend. And he didn't want to pay. They came to a Dintaira to Rava. So the Malva, the, the lender, says to the Loiva, the borrower, pay me. So the borrower says, Praticha, I paid you already. So Rav says to this individual, Go and swear that you paid him. So as the Ran points out, I think it is, that it was speaking here about a case of a Maidah B'Miktas. Maidah B'Miktas, he only admitted that he paid partially, didn't pay the full thing. So then in Atayda, you have to make a Shvua. Truth is, even if you completely deny it, that you know, owe a penny, Midrabanan is what's called Shvuas Heses. But as we'll see in the continuation of the Gemara, this person ended up making a Shvua holding a Sefetayre in his hands. And wow. that's a very severe Shvua, wow. which is Menatayre when he's a Maida B'Miktas. Wow. So if, if so, the simple Pshat in the Gemara here is that he was only admitting to part, so he's a Maida B'Miktas. So what happened? This person went out of the Bezin, and Azal he went, he walks out back into the Bezin with a, with a cane. As he's, he's, he needs a cane to support himself. And, but the Yav Zuzi he placed the money that he owed this person inside <laughs> is the cavity of the cane. And then and he faked it, he's like he's walking and he's, he's leaning on this cane. And with this, he walked into the Bezin. Now he has to swear, so he tells the Malve, the, the, the lender, Why wouldn't you hold this cane for me, please, for a moment? <laughs> and then Nasav Sefetayre, he took into his hands a Sefetayre to swear, and he says, all the money I had that I owed you, I gave you. So, so wow. So, who Malve, this lender, Rogas, he got so angry. Look, this guy swears so falsely and with a Sefetayre in his hands. He got angry. So he threw the cane down. And it broke. And the money that was inside spilled out to the ground. And it turned out that when he actually swore, it was true. He, the money that he owed the Malva was in his hands. This is so this story is what Bezin, why the Bezin has to give an introduction. They don't play any tricks. And when you're making the Shvua, you're making the Shvua the way we understand that you said you paid him the loan. Not that he's holding something in his hands now, but you actually paid him the loan. But the point the Gemara is trying to say is that you can't say there's any source from here that when a person makes a Shvua, that he could be thinking something for himself and he's, his Shvua is different than the way we usually understand it. Uh, no, the person doesn't, the, the, the Lashon of the Shvua means what it means, that you gave money, not that you gave tokens. And therefore, Avir, before going back to what we were talking about, Avir, when a person makes a shvur that I saw kiyetz in Mitzrayim, it means human beings. It doesn't mean that he saw millions of ants. Mother brings from another case. Vakati, and still, I could ask you, Is it not true that when a person swears, he could be thinking something himself different than what the language sounds like? 
V'chein matzinu b'moish Rabbeinu. We find b'moish kashesh b'yes Yisrael b'arvis moya. B'moish Rabbeinu had Yidin swear to keep the Taita when they had b'arvis moya right outside Eretz Yisrael. Amalem, b'moish Rabbeinu told him, have Yidin, you should know. Shaloyal da'itchem animash b'yeschem. I'm not having you swear according to your opinion what you're thinking. El al daiti val But rather what I'm thinking and, and the Abish is thinking. Shanam, as we see, Moshe Rabbeinu says, V'loi itchem levatchem v'goyme, not with you alone. So the simple pshat of that pasuk is that he's referring to future generations. He's saying that not only am I making this rule with you, but it will be with also all <coughs> future generations. But, Gemara here dashes is that it means not just with your thoughts alone, what you're thinking to yourself, but rather with what the Abishter wants. That's what, I, what the Shavu is about. Now, so the question is, <coughs> Why did Moshe have to clarify this? Why, why is Moshe Rabbeinu telling this to the Eden? Lav, don't you think? This is what he was saying to them. Dilme avdison, or the Bach is going to say avrison. Mili, maybe you will do or you will transgress on matters. Vamrison, and then you'll say aldatenu that when we swore, it was what we were thinking, not what Moshe Rabbeinu meant to say. So Mishmachi Amalu, and therefore what he said to them is Aldaiti, that you're swearing with my das, with what, what I'm saying the Shu is about. So La Fukimai, what does this come to exclude? La you think La Fuki da Siku Melika. That when they were made the Shvua, instead of when they were they're swearing about the Abishter, they were thinking in their mind that Alika refers to Avidizara. They're thinking in their mind something else, that they're dedicating themselves to something else, God forbid, not, not the Abishter. So what do we see from here? So I see when a person swears, even though someone else is saying clearly what the Shavu is about, but you could be saying those words, and you could be thinking about something different that's not the simple pshat of those words. And that's why my Shabbat has to clarify this, that we're swearing, and when we say the Eibishter, we mean the Eibishter, and not some other kind of Avedizara. So Usually, I'm not going to say when you use any expression that it refers to something else. But over here, because we find that Avidizara is referred to with the term Malika, so therefore over here, when, you, when Moshe Rabbeinu swear, makes them swear in the name of Hashem, it could be that they were thinking about Avidizara. When the Pasuk speaks about the Avidizara Mitzrayim, by the Makis, so it says it uses the term so therefore, it's possible that a person would, would say that Alika means Avedizara. In fact, if that's the case, so why does Moshe Rabbein have to clarify this? Let's just use a different language in the Shavuot. If you're saying that a person, when the language is clear, so that we can't say that the person is thinking something else, so let Moshe Rabbein use a language where it's clear. Let him, let him use something else. Let him have them swear that you're going to fulfill mitzvahs. Uh, or kalm, the Bach is great, huh? Where did I skip something? Okay. Mitzvahs, or call mitzvahs. So yeah, let them have them swear that, that they're going to fulfill mitzvahs. So now, mitzvahs, what else could it be referring to? If they're going to start thinking to themselves something personal, we just said there's no such a thing. So mitzvahs means mitzvahs. So it's Gemara, not necessarily. Mashma mitzvahs amelech. Even the term mitzvahs could mean something else. Not only that they would be thinking something uh, unusual, but it actually means something else. Mashma mitzvahs hamelech. Maybe mitzvahs means that it refers to the mitzvahs of a king, not the Eibishter. First, the Stama king, that I will fulfill the laws and the commands of a king. Or the, 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 the other pshat that it says here, this is actually Rabbeinu Gershom over here in the, the side of the Gemara, that it refers to the mitzvahs of Amelech in the Torah. The, the Amelech has certain mitzvahs, so maybe, see, maybe he's referring to those mitzvahs. 
Trakt gemar of Elishba Yasain and Bekamisun Kol Mitzvis. So if so, let it say clearly that I'm I, I'm, I'm swearing with I'm having the Eden, Moshe Ben is having the Eden swear that they're going to fulfill all mitzvahs. Kol Mitzvis does not refer to the mitzvahs of Melech, but it refers to all mitzvahs of the Torah. Says the Gemara, not necessarily. Mashma mitzvah sitzis. Kol mitzvah could be referring to one mitzvah, which is sitzis. Why? Don Amar, Master had said, Shkula mitzvah sitzis connected kol mitzvah shebetayre. The mitzvah of sitzis is 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 equal. It corresponds to all mitzvahs of the Tayra, as it's famous that sitzis is gematria six hundred, and then the, the eight strings and the five knots is six hundred and thirteen. Or it also says in the pasuk, the eastern noisla is chartem is kol mitzvah Hashem. So therefore, kol mitzvah could be referring to sitzis. And if, the, and if the people at that time, mm-hmm. and Moshe Rabbeinu by Har Sinai knew all this, yeah. they also know what that meant too. And a Hanami, but still the Shavuah is not clear. That's the problem. You say a Shavuah and you use an expression, and the language could mean two things, so you have to clarify in advance which of the two is the Shavuah about. Velizhba Yasain, the question still is, let Moshe Rabbeinu use the following language in the Shavuah. Nimikamisim Teira, you'll fulfill Teira. So Teira is Teira. What else is Teira? Says the Gemara, not necessarily. Mashma Teira Achas. It could mean only one section of the Teira. Teira has Teira Shubiksav and Teira Shubalpet. So maybe it refers only to the written Teira or only to the oral Teira. In fact, the Gemara of Elishba Yasayin the Mekamisim Teirais. If so, let him use a plural term that you're going to fulfill both sections of the Teira. Says the Gemara, then it would mean something else. Mashma, it sounds like he's saying Teiris Mincha, Teiris Chattas, Teiris Asham. The language that it uses in the Teira by the Karbonis. Zeis Teiris Amincha. So it's referring to Karbonis, not to anything else. Let him have them swear and use the term Tairais and Mitzvahs. Says Gemara, it's not going to help because Tairais, Mashma Tairais and Mincha. Tairais, as we said, would be referring to the different halachas of the Karbanas. Mitzvahs is Mashma Mitzvah Samelech. Mitzvahs could be just the Mitzvahs of any king. So it's still not clear. Let him have them swear and let him say the Mekamisun Tairais Kula. Let, let him say you're swearing to fulfill the entire Taita. So the entire Taita does not mean Taita. It's the Taita that are the, the expressions of Taita that it says regarding Mincha, Chatta, Sayla, but it means f- literally to fulfill the whole Taita. So that's clear. Says the Gemara, no, Taita Kula is also not clear. Taita Kula, Mashma Vedas Kechavim. That could be referring not to serve Avedizara, not including all the mitzvahs. Where do we see that the whole Avedizara means Taita Kula? The Tanya, we learn, Nabraisa, Chamur Avedis Kechavim. A person that denies the existence of Avedizare, that is equivalent to being made the entire Tere. So therefore, on the other hand, a person that, God forbid, is serving Avedizare, it's like he's being over on the entire Tere. So Tere Kula could be referring to Avedizare. Finally, the Gemara asks, V'Tere Kula. This would cover it. If Moshe Rabbeinu would say that the Shavuah is about not to serve Avedah Zadah and also the entire Taita. That's clear. Inami or Moshe Rabbeinu could clearly spell out and say Sheish, Meyes, Vishalish, Esther, Mitzvahs. 613 Mitzvahs. That's what the Shavuah is that you're going to keep them. So why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to give them the whole introduction that it's Al Dateinu Valda Samakim? Elom. Hmm? What's the difference if you give the, the introduction? Or you, or you start well, let's see the Gemara's it? answer. <laughs> let's see. Emphat the Gemara. Ela, Moshe Rabbeinu, Milse, Deloit, Trichenokat. Instead of in the Shavuah itself to spell out exactly what the Shavuah consists of, and he would have to spell it out in a way that it's clear for them, instead he just gave them the introduction. Listen, whatever's going to be said, 
I'm, the, the language that's being used here is clear, and I, it means what I'm thinking it means. And not that you should think something unusual about this, that it means something, not, sorry, not even something unusual. Not that it means something else in the Lashon, but it's my, my Lashon. So Moshe Rabbeinu gave that introduction, and that's it, and then it's not necessary to use a specific Lashon of Sheish Meis, Sheish Esra. Okay, the point is that there's no Raya to, to the, que- the Gemara was trying to ask over here, maybe when a person makes a Shavuah, he can think something different than what the Shavuah means, and that's included in the Shavuah. It doesn't work that way. The rule that comes out from this whole Gemara regarding the Dadim and Shavuah says, when a person makes a Shavuah, has to be piv veliboy shavin. A person can't make a Shavuah and say one thing, and then in his heart is thinking something different, and say, oh, I meant something else. When a person makes a shvur, we say, if this is the language you used, so then this is what you were thinking about. And kind of this shvur <coughs> does not refer to something else. Okay. The next uh, case to mention the Mishnah was, a person makes a shvur, which is havoi, which is this, it's nonsense, it doesn't take effect at all. The person says, I make a shvur if it's not true that I saw a snake that's as big as the beam that's used in the olive press. Massive snake. So that can't be. There's no such a massive snake, and therefore the whole thing is just foolish. There's no such a shvua. Okay, when I taught the Mishnah, I, I, I misinterpreted a word that I saw on the Ran, but here we'll see this word in the Gemara, Taruf. It means something else than what I said yesterday. Let's see. So the Gemara, Veloi, isn't there such a large snake? There was this snake, that was in the times of Shver Malke, which we know was in the time of Shlema Melech. So it was by her, that or by him. Ramu laid laser arvasitivna. They placed in front of the snake thirteen bundles of hay, Ubalayasan. And the snake was able to swallow this all. So it must have been a massive, massive snake. So a person says, I saw a snake that's as big as the beam in the olive press. It's possible. It's not necessarily an exaggeration. So the Shmuel could take effect, or the nether could take effect. Shmuel, so Shmuel says. Betaruf. What the person meant to say is that the snake that I saw was Taruf. Taruf means that the, the skin of the snake is not smooth. The skin of the snake is ridged. And just like that beam that's used in the olive press, in order to press the olives, it's not a straight beam, but it has these ridges in it. So, so too the snake that I saw was ridged. And that's something that's unusual. And so the Gemara right away asks, unusual, really? Kul enochashi mitrev tarfi. All snakes are all ridged. Right? That's the skin of the snake. Is not the, oh, actually, there's two pshatim here in the Gemara. One pshat in the Gemara is that he said he saw like these, these ridges on it. Or the, uh, the other pshat in the Gemara is, I think Rabbeinu Gershomer says, that he said that he saw the snake and had, the snake had spots on it. So the Gemara asks, you have a lot of snakes that have these spots and speckles on it. So what's the, why, why is this an unusual shvum? Or neder? Says the Gemara, Agabe taught of Kamrina. What he meant to say is, when he's saying that I'm making a nether, like that I saw a snake like this beam in the olive press, the beam in the olive press has these ridges, it's not smooth all around. So the snake is not smooth only on, on, on one side, but on its back, on the inside, it is smooth. The skin of the snake over there is smooth. Or if it means the, the, the spots, the skin of the snake usually has the spots only on the outside, but on the, on, on the other side, on its back, it doesn't have those spots. So therefore, if he's saying that he saw a snake like the, this beam in the olive press, so then that, that's, that's not true. That's an exaggeration. Yeah, there's actually an argument amongst the Paiskim about this because this, this Gemara is quoted in Shulchan Aruch as it says it in the Mishnah, not the way the Gemara says it. The Gemara says, and sorry, in Shulchan Aruch it's quoted, the person makes a Shavuah that he saw a snake like the beam of an olive press. 
that, that shul is nonsense. But the Gemara over here explains that, that, that that's not necessarily nonsense. You could see such a large snake. It's just referring to the ridges. But so the Pshat over here, the Taz says, what the Gemara is saying is, when you say this Shavua, that I saw Kekaitis Bey Sabad, this is what it means. Kekaitis Bey Sabad doesn't just mean in the, in the size, how large it is, but it also includes in, in its shape, the way it's shaped, the fact that it has these ridges in it, and therefore the Shavua is considered to be nonsense. If that's the point of it, the reason why this shvue is or this nether, his havoi, is because of the ridges. So let's need tarof. Let 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 it say clearly in the Mishnah. The person made a nether that he saw a snake which is tarof that has these ridges all around and around on its uh, skin, and that's not true. So and that's why it's not a good nether. Says the Gemara, Milsa while the Mishnah is trying to teach us the halacha of a neder, that this is nonsense, it also is teaching me on the side another halacha, the kairis be sabad, that the beam that's used in the olive press, gabay taruf, that the gav of it, that even on the inside of it, it also has ridges on it. It has to have ridges on, on both sides. What's the relevance to know this? It's relevant to know if you, in a sale, if you're buying from somebody this beam to use for an olive press. Saying to you, the person is selling the beam for an olive press, to his friend, if it has ridges also on the back of it, so then this is acceptable. In other words, the sale will take effect because this is what he intended to buy. That's what, if, you're, if you're saying, I'm selling you a beam from the olive press, it means it has to have ridges all around. If it's not going to have ridges even on its back, then the sale won't take effect because this is not a proper beam for the olive press. So it's teaching you this halacha regarding the sale of selling a beam for the olive press. Okay, the Gemara, the Mishnah here, that is, continues with the third category of those kinds of nidarim that it said in the beginning of the Patek that do not take effect. You don't even need a heter of a chacham for them. What is this? Nidresh gogois, person makes a nether and there's a mistake in his nether. What's the mistake? So the Mishnah describes two different types of nidresh gogis. First is, a person says, I make a nether that paytis or whatever it is, bread, should be also for me to eat. If... I had eaten or, or uh, if, if I drank in the past. So that's his condition. So while he made the nether, he thought that he uh, did not eat and did not drink. So therefore the nether should take effect. But then, then he reminds himself that he did eat, he did drink. While he was saying this condition and his nether, he didn't remember that. So when he said this condition, it was a mistake. He didn't realize or the same thing also if he says in the future. He says that I make a nether that something should be asked to me if if in the future I will eat or I will drink. And then, he went and ate and drank. But while he ate and drank, he forgot about the fact that this was a condition for his nether. So then he doesn't realize that he just fulfilled his condition. So because he didn't realize, so then the nether does not take effect. So the whole, he didn't eat and drink with the intention that his nether should take effect. He just forgot. He forgot that he made this as a condition to his nether, so it doesn't take effect. So these are the two examples of Nidrish Gagas, one going on the past, while he's saying the nether, he forgot. And it was a mistake then, and one going on the future, when he's fulfilling the condition, and the nether should take effect at that moment, but if he forgets, it doesn't take effect. Mishnah continues with other examples. Alma person says, Kaina mishti nanasli. He makes a nether that his wife should not have any anaw from him. Why? Because she stole my wallet or she hit my son. That was the reason and the condition for why he wants the nether to take effect. Vinaida finds out she did not hit the son. And she did not steal the wallet. 
this is a mistake. So the nether does not take effect. Person sees. <coughs> so the tenai does not happen. So therefore, it, it doesn't take effect. So it's not a mistake. Huh? It's not a mistake. Right. Okay. We had. Um, we had before that it, the person said, I want the nether to take effect anyways. I mean, if the person is saying that I only want the nether to take effect if my wife... So, so, then, so then obviously uh, it, it turns out that it didn't happen, Bechlal. So then the whole thing is a mistake, right? So, but he, he said he wants the nether to take effect. Why? Because of this and this. And then it turns out that she never did this. So therefore, <coughs> even though he says he wants to take the, the nether to take effect anyways, but it's still it's a mistake and the nether does not take effect. I believe that's the shot over here. Let's see, maybe uh, the Gemara later speaks about it. Okay. The next case it says over here is Ra Aisan Eichlantain. Person sees people eating from his fig tree. They're eating his figs. So Vahamahim, he say, immediately says he can't stop them. So he, what does he say? Hare Alechem carbon. This fig should be also to you. I, I make a nether that's also for you like a carbon. Uh-huh. So he wants to like this, they'll stop eating. What happens? He gets closer. He sees who is eating over here. It's his own father. <laughs> and it's his brothers that were here eating from his tree. <laughs> so what happens? So this nether is a mistake. He didn't mean to make the nether with these conditions. That it's his own father. So according to some, you get his hoyu. This is like a new, a new uh, thing. Or you get his vehoyu. So together with his father, with his brother, there were other people there as well. Now, so for his father and brother... He, he doesn't mind if they were eating from the figs. But the other strangers that came and joined along in the party, for them, he doesn't want them to eat. So now, part of his nether was a mistake. He didn't want it to take effect. And part of the nether, he wants to take effect. What happens now? Beishamai say that the father and the brothers, they are mutter to eat. Now for them, the nether was a mistake. But all the people, the strangers that are there, they are gonna, the nether will take effect and they'll be also. That the nether will not take effect for any of them, they're all going to be mutter. And the basis of what Basil is saying is this is a concept that we'll see here, the Gemara will speak about it. It's called nether shahuta hota kulay. A nether that part of it doesn't take effect, none of it takes effect. And the reason for this is either it's because you learn it out from the Pasik. Because when the Pasik talks about keeping a nether, the language that Taylor uses is all that comes out of your mouth, you should fulfill. So if not all that came out of your mouth is a nether, only half, there's no nether at all. Or another pshat is more simply, without the pasik, when a person makes a nether, he's only making the nether with the intention that his words will entirely be true and a nether. But if part of it is not a nether, he didn't intend to have, for it to be a nether in such a kind of circumstance. So therefore the whole nether falls apart and it's all mutter. That's Basil's Chiddush. No, Mishami doesn't hold of this concept. It, it's what are you, what oh, part? Yeah, no, he doesn't hold of that Russia. So Tana and Abraisa we learn. Just like a nether that was a mistake is allowed. So too regarding a shvua that there was a mistake, it's also mutter. What is an example of a shvua that you're saying something and you thought it's one way, but it turns out to be another way, and therefore it's a shaygi. Like what happened with Rav Kahana and Ravasi, these were both students that learned from Rav, and they were both arguing what Rav said regarding a certain halacha. One of them said, I can swear that this is what Rav said the halacha is. 
I can swear that this is what Rav said. <laughs> Each one remembers clearly in his mind that this is what Rav says. So even if, it, if Rav did not say the way he says it, but at, this is not called a Shavuos Sheker, because he's making the nether really under the impression that this is what Rav said. And if it turns out that it wasn't true, so then it's a total mistake. But it's not considered to be a Shavuos Sheker, similar to what we said before regarding a nether. The Ran explains that the Chiddush of what the Gemara is saying here is, usually in the Mishnah, when it spoke about the nether that a person made, which was a mistake, there's nobody that was arguing with you. There's nobody that was trying to correct you. The person himself, he's saying, if I ate in the past on that condition, I make a nether now that this should be also to me. And he forgot. He forgot that he did eat in the past, but no one's trying to correct him. So in such a case, it's, since it's a mistake, the nether doesn't take effect. Chiddush over here is, Rav Kahan and Ravasi are arguing with each other. Rav Kahan is saying to Ravasi, you're making a mistake. Rav said so and so. Even when one is correcting the other, nevertheless, when you think so firmly in your mind that this is what it is, and you make a shvuah on this, it's not called a shvuah shaka. That's a, this is a shvuah which is a shagig. It's a mistake. It said in the Mishnah, when he saw people eating, and then it was the brothers and the father, and there was other people. So there was the machlekes of Bishama and Basilol regarding whether you say that once part of the nether does not take effect, or I say the rest of the nether doesn't take effect as well. So before the Gemara explains what the Mishnah is speaking about, it brings another Mishnah that talks about a similar concept. Nan Hasam. So we learned in the Mishnah later that it says, that you can open up a nether, a person said, by making him aware of Shabbos and Yom Tev. What is this referring to? Let's say a person makes a nether, I'm not going to eat meat for 30 days. So now that, that includes Shabbos and Yantif. So you won't be able to be Mekayim the Mitzvah, Vaynik Shabbos, or Simchas Yantif. So you, you, when you want to be mad to the person's neder, so the Chacham can say to the person, did you realize that on Shabbos and Yom Tif there's a, uh. a mitzvah, obligation to eat meat, and, 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 and you're, not, you're not going to be able to eat meat? And the person says, no, I didn't realize. So that's a Pesach to his neder. Now, at the beginning, they used to say, what happens when you make a Pesach for a person to allow him to eat Shabbos and Yom Tif meat? So they would say that So those days of Shabbos and Yom Tif, so the nether is now going to be off, allowed. But the But the nether regarding the rest of the days of the week, for that you don't have a Pesach. For that, there's no reason why the nether should uh, go off. And then Abba came and taught, Nether shahutam hutar kulay. Once part of the nether was permitted, so the rest of the nether is permitted as well. So the whole nether falls apart, and therefore there's no nether at all. So here, this is a similar halach to what it said in our Mishnah. But the Ram points out it's not exactly the same, because in our Mishnah, the person that made the nether, the whole nether was made, the part of the nether that falls off was a part that the whole nether was made by mistake. He Pasha didn't notice that it's his father and brothers. Mm. Right? So therefore, over there, you don't even need a heter b'chlau. You don't even need a Pesach for the nether b'chlau. Over here, it's talking about a different situation. Over here, the person made a nether not to eat meat for 30 days. He didn't realize that on Shabbos Yantar there's a mitzvah to eat meat. No. So therefore, the nether that he made in the beginning was a full nether. Elamai, now you're coming and you're letting him know. Do you know that there's a mitzvah? If you would have realized that there's a mitzvah to eat in Shabbos Yantar, so over here, you need a heter. But still, the point remains the same. That you see, Rabbi Kiva is saying the same thing that Basil is saying. Once the nether is partially allowed, the rest of the nether is allowed as well. <coughs> so now here the Gemara is going to bring a machloikis between Abaya and Rave. Uh, not Abaya and Rave, sorry. Rabbe and Rave. In what circumstance do we say that if part of the nether falls apart, the whole nether is, is mutter? Okay, I think we're going to leave this for, for tomorrow, Mitzrayim. It continues uh, down to the next number over there. <coughs> <coughs>